With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today is June 2nd, 2021, and you're listening to Big Fish Small Pod on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network. I'm A.T. Wardall, and I'll get you caught up on this past day in the Marlins organization. A lot happened, so let's get into it. Last night, the Marlins opened June as an organization within striking distance of the National League East title and with rich prospect depth in the minor leagues. As before the game, Jesus Sanchez was added to Baseball America's top 100 list, while Jazz Chisholm Jr. and Adam Duvall made their returns to the Diamond against the Toronto Blue Jays at their home, Salem Field, in Buffalo, New York. Well, Bluebird Banter's Tom Dakers made note prior to the game on Twitter that June 1st was the first day Alberta allowed bars to open patios since the lockdown. The Blue Jays were set for their second home opener of 2021, leaving the Gulf Coast behind and setting up camp in New York. As the game got underway, Robbie Ray was quickly the story, leading off with strikeouts against Jazz Chisholm Jr. and Starling Marte before cranking it up to 98.3 miles per hour to get past Jesus Aguilar, who would later pop up a fastball to end the inning. But from the first inning, Major League Baseball home run leader Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bobachet had Sandy's number as Bobachet jumped on a first pitch in the first, and he got around on it, hit it slightly over it, and grounded to Luis Marte, whose major league career, as of yesterday, is now underway. Well, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. followed jumping on a first pitch sinker and lining it to right for a double. That tandem got it done for the Blue Jays, as the second time through the order, they were also on Sandy's off-speed. After the third, got going with a Marcus Simeon infield single, Bo Bichette struck a fourth-pitch changeup 108 miles per hour into the outfield, and Vlad followed with his 17th home run on a first-pitch slider, putting the Jays up 3-0, to zero before Sandy shut the door with consecutive strikeouts. As Robbie Ray matched Sandy, the Marlins' bats racked up strikeouts. While offering some breakout potential at the plate in the second, back-to-back singles by Jorge Alfaro and Isan Diaz showed off their bat skill against a legitimate Major League starter. While veteran players Garrett Cooper, Adam Duvall, and John Birdie all struck out in the inning. After a Jorge Alfaro double play. In the fourth, it wasn't until the fifth that Miami got on the board. After a John Birdie showed some aggression, taking a first pitch for a flyout, Luis Marte worked a walk. After falling behind in the count, Jazz worked a curveball out of Robbie Ray, a pitcher that generally sticks fastball slider, pulled that one out of the hat to get Jazz to fly out, and Starling Marte came through with a double to score Luis Marte. And 
doing so, bringing his double streak to three games. In the sixth, Garrett Cooper led off with a single, and it was erased by a three-pitch end-of-all strikeout and another double play for Jorge Alfaro. As Robbie Ray ended his night with six innings and nine strikeouts, Sandy matched him with six innings, four strikeouts, and zero walks. But that was not enough as nine hits, including the home run, allowed four earned runs, earning him the loss. Miami didn't get to Tim Tim Miza in the seventh or Rafael Dolis in the eighth, who struck out the side. While Miami countered with their bullpen members, John Curtis, who worked a shutout inning, hit 98 and struck out two, and Zach Pop saw a bit of a velocity tick up, but Laudis Goriel Jr. was able to ding him for a home run. In the ninth, Miami almost got there. Garrett Cooper worked a walk. Adam Duvall popped out, swinging at a fastball out of the zone. Jorge Alfaro followed with the hardest hit ball of the game for a single, and Isan Diaz attacked a first pitch fastball right down the middle, but he took his aggression and just made some lift on the ball for an easy fly ball out. With two outs and two men on, Donnie went to his bench for Corey Dickerson, who worked a walk, and with the tying run at the plate for Luis Marte, Don Mattingly played the matchup game, going with the lefty Jose Devers, to face the righty. Jose worked a seven-pitch at-bat, but ultimately swung and missed at a slider down and in to end the game. Zooming out, the losing streak has hit four games after splitting a series with Philly and facing a two-game sweep in rainy Boston as Fenway opened fully to fans. The Marlins dropped a second home opener of sorts on this road trip as they hang in the hunt six games out of the National League East lead. Well, June 1st also brought a sweep for the farm system as the Jumbo Shrimp took on the Braves affiliate Gwinnett Stripers. Daniel Castano was tagged for two runs in the first off of a Jonathan Lucroy single that scored Christian Pache and Orlando Arcia and pushed Jason Kipnis to second. As the Stripers lineup features major league talent, Daniel Castano settled down to put up a Cody Poteet-like line with 81 pitches across six innings with six hits, two walks, and three strikeouts on his way to a win. Jesus Sanchez got the offense going, scoring Monte Harrison in the third with a single, and the shrimp just kept the punches coming as Devin Marrero doubled to tied in the sixth, and Connor Justice swung it to score Chad Wallach and Devin Marrero with a single of his own to put Jacksonville ahead. To keep it going, Monte Harrison brought Connor Justice in with a single of his own, bringing his batting average to 270 on the year with an OPS of 792. As an outfielder that can pretty much field anywhere. To continue with these bats, Corey Bird put the cherry on top of the night with an RBI double in the seventh on his three-hit night. In Pensacola, the Blue Wahoos faced the Mississippi Braves behind Jake Eater as the 2020 draftee again collected strikeouts. A home run by the seemingly all-or-nothing 24-year-old C.J. Anderson was the only damage against him as he allowed four hits in four and two-thirds innings with eight strikeouts, keeping his ERA at 0-7-3. 
And the offense was powered by a two-hit night by J.J. Bleday, Nick Fortes, and Tristan Pompey, and the seemingly post-hyped 25-year-olds, Devin Hairston and Riley Mahan. Well, Lorenzo Hampton got in on the action with his first home run of the year. The Beloit Snappers went down to Iowa to visit the Quad City River Bandits, a Royals affiliate, and impressed with their bats. While Brian Hoeing, Jackson Rose, and Tyler Mitzel got it done with a combined shutout on the mound, at the plate, Griffin Conine got it going in the first, with his seventh home run of the year. And the offense managed to work a walk in the second, and then walk the bases loaded in the third, but it wasn't until the fifth that catcher David Martinez got the snappers back in the hit column with his first professional home run as an unsigned free agent who was not signed until this March by the Marlins and finished his collegiate career in 2019 per Baseball Cube's statistical upkeep there. Kind of a neat story emerging there. Uh, Thomas Jones kept it going with his third blast, and in the ninth, the Snappers mercilessly continued to score with a bases-loaded walk, and then a bases-clearing double by Troy Johnston. While the game in Jupiter barely got off the ground, as play was suspended in the third inning due to rain. The Hammerheads were off to a promising start behind Yuri Perez, who pitched a solid and efficient three innings before the rain, collecting three strikeouts on 30 pitches, allowing just a single hit and lowering his ERA to just 106. While the Hammerhead offense forced a stressful 65 pitches for the Palm Beach Cardinals starter to end the night for the Marlins organization. Today, the Marlins will be back on the field in Buffalo with first pitch scheduled for 7.07. For the podcast, I've been A2 Werdahl, and we'll be back to your ears tomorrow. Until then, check out the Fishstripes official news for some deeper reading, and should anything unexpected occur before game time, we'll get you set in the game thread. Game time is, again, 7.07 tonight, and the Fish Picks Prize of the Month, a candle that I want. Check it out.